Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence. We know that your presence is everywhere. You're omnipresent. Wherever we go, we can find you. But there's something so powerful about coming together in your presence, surrounded by friends, surrounded by family, surrounded by, by people who have a heart for you. God, I thank you for our friends. I thank you for our family. We can come together and worship you with one faith, with one heart. I just feel in this, in this moment there's a place that God, God is pouring out his spirit. What is it that you need from him today? Is a relationship. He's there to be with you, even if no one else is. Is it freedom? He wants to set you free. He set all the captives free. Is it friendship? He's there. Is it healing? He's got it. Whatever it is that you need, lean into him right now. God loves relationship, and he loves, he loves giving good gifts to his children. And the closer that we draw to him, the closer that he draws to us. So draw near to God today. Get up close and personal with him. Allow him to be up close and personal with you. Don't hold off any sections of your heart. He's not going to force his way in. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He only comes where he's invited. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place today to heal, to restore, to redeem, to repair, to give vision, a future, and a hope. God, we thank you for the God-sized dreams and visions that are being poured out today, that we are ready to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good. Fantastic worship team. Chris and Morgan. You guys are two of the most amazing, finest people that we've had the pleasure to have with us as family. You may not know this, but this is their last Sunday here with us serving in San Diego. They're heading up north to Boise. Morgan's dressed for it. Chris, you might need a warmer, warmer coat. Stand together, the two of you. I want to pray over you. Actually have some anointing oil. At the end of the service, you're going you're gonna to have a chance to, uh, to bring your vision cards down, and the ministry team is going to pray over you and anoint these cards with oil. But I had, I had a word for the two of you, and, um, and the word, I'm going to give you your vision card. You don't need to worry about filling it out. I already filled it out for you. It has one word on it, Boise. The word is Boise for you. That's, that's the vision for you, because the word I had for you is the word that, that God gave to Abraham. He said, I want you to get out of the land that you're in, and I want you to go to a territory that you don't know. And in that territory, I'm going to show you your future. In that territory, I'm going to give you a vision. In that territory, I'm going to, I'm going to make you a great nation. In that territory, the things that are going to be revealed to you that, that maybe, maybe weren't revealed to you in the place that you were in. 
we've, we've had the blessing and, and privilege of having you here with us for this time, but God has, God has given you this, this dream. He's given you this vision, and, and now it's the step of faith that you're taking to walk it out that's going to bring the vision to, to clarity. What was, what was murky, what was confusing, what was a little bit shadowy before, God is going to bring that clarity. He's going to bring clarity in your vision. He's going to bring clarity in your dreams. He's going to show you the path ahead. And maybe, just maybe, if we're lucky enough, that path will come back through San Diego sometime. God, I thank you for this amazing couple. I thank you for the, the path that you have ahead of them, taking them out of the territory where there's family and friends and, and people that they know into this new territory, new dreams, new visions, God-sized dreams, God-sized visions. God, I thank you that, that it's faith, it's faith that is leading them, and faith will sustain them every step of the way, God. Their hearts have planned their way, God, but you are directing their steps. I thank you that, that as they go, even, even as they take those first steps, you're going to continue to reveal yourself to them in new and powerful ways. God, I thank you for the blessings that they have been to us. Even if, even if they have sung this song, the blessing over us, they have given us this blessing. So too it will be restored to them, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Blessing, I will blessing, bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you, says the Lord. As you have poured out blessing, you will receive blessing in abundance. As you've poured out and prayed over and sung over generations, so too you will have generations after you that will be poured over and prayed over and blessed. Blessing after blessing, mountaintop after mountaintop. God, I thank you for this family, a great family, Abraham, the father of many, Sarah, a princess of many, that there's generations to come after them in their family line and spiritual sons and daughters, both blood and spirit I see over them. God, I thank you for the increase. I thank you for the overflow. I thank you for the blessing that you have put in front of them. And as they step, they will not fail to not fail to receive every single blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There you go. It's all yours. Boise, one word. You guys can grab your seats. Thank you so much, team. Good to have you. There's, there's family that stays with you, and then there's family that, that moves on, but it doesn't make them any less family. Family is family. It doesn't matter if they're, they're in the same state with you or the same country with you. Frankie Sanchez, you're family. Love you, mighty man. And uh, there's, there's, a new, there's a new blessing and favor over you. There's family, like you are family. It doesn't matter where you go. If we get to see you every so often, you're still family, no matter where you are. And I just see that there's a, uh, there's a, a new anointing on you and your family, that there's, um, God has is, God is taken you through seasons to, to show you different things. You needed to kind of get out of what you knew, get out of your house and explore a little bit for God to reveal things to you. But, but now he's, he's showing you that you can actually bring some of those things that you've learned and put them to good use back where you're from. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to move back there, but, but it's like you, you, you run this circuit. Like God has you on a circuit as a family, and, uh, and every stop in the circuit, he's blessing you. Every stop in the circuit, he's showing you something that's going to be useful for the next, next stop in the circuit. And you're just going to continue to walk with him. He's going to increase you in every step. And uh, we're, we're blessed to have you 
come back around to our circuit so you can sow into us, so you can pour into us because God's got a, a mission for you. He's got an assignment for you that's bigger than just one territory or one city. God, I thank you for this man. Thank you for the family. Thank you for the blessing on them. Increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. It's going to be a good service. Already is. And uh, if you have your vision guards, as the Isaacs said, how, how fantastic did they do? Love the Isaacs, Scott and Kelly. Throughout this service, I want you to be filling out that vision card, but not just this service. You know, this is not just a one-time deal if you write it down or it's never going to happen. No, like this is a, this is a partnership with God. This is, a, this is the beginning of a, of a planning session with God. Maybe your vision card for this year will, will be completed on day 365. In case any of you are counting, you're, you're up to speed. That still leaves you one day because this is a leap year. So there's 366 days in this year. So all the way up until the end of the year, you can be writing stuff down. As you, as you write it down and you see God move, then you can, you can cross it off and, and maybe write something new. You can fill out as much or as little as you want. Maybe there are some things that are, go beyond just one year. Maybe make a little section for a five-year vision or a seven-year vi vision. Do you, do you know what you'll be doing or where you'll be in 10 years? Do you have a dream for that? Maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be elaborate. Maybe it's just one thought, one idea. What is it that, that you want to write down that's, that's something that, that goes beyond just yourself, beyond just what you can do. In fact, if you're only writing down things that you can do, then that's not really a God-sized vision card. That's a you-sized vision card. Come on, who wants more than a you-sized vision card? Who wants to have God-sized visions, God-sized dreams? Then you got to write it down. you got to give him space to move. It takes faith to write those things down. It, it may not seem like it's much just writing something down on the card, but when you start to put pen to paper, when you write it down, you'll start to see God do amazing things. And we know that we have room for it right now because last week was Shredder Week. So we made plenty of space. We got rid of a bunch of old agreements, a bunch of old things that, that were limiting us, inhibiting us, keeping us from accessing the promise of God or keeping us from seeing what our vision needs to be. For, for anybody that wasn't here last week, you can, you can still do that. Make room for God. Maybe there's, there's old dreams, old visions that, that maybe weren't God-sized dreams or visions, and, and they've been captivating you. You've been so focused on, on something that hasn't come to pass, and you're missing out on what God wants to do with you right now. Maybe, maybe that was a dream for, for yesteryear, a vision for, for a time in the past, and, and maybe, maybe it wasn't a bad thing. It may have been a good thing, but maybe, just maybe, God has something even better for you now. There's, there's times where we have to walk through a process, we have to go A to Z, we have to hit every step of the way or something will be missing, but then there's also times when God wants to accelerate us. There, there's times when God wants to jump us ahead, give us a little, a little shortcut to something that he has for us. Maybe it's for us and maybe it's for somebody else. Maybe God wants to accelerate your dream and your vision because there's other people that need it. There's other people that, that, that need a better job, Ashley Castillo. There's other people that, that need to press forward, and, and you launching out your business might be helping them. God works through relationship. He works through partnerships. When we partner with him, he'll partner with us, but then he'll show us who to partner with as well. God will bring people into our world, and he'll say, these are the, these are the people that I want you to come together around. This is your new family. These are the people that are going to help accelerate you. And he'll also show you who you, who you need to disassociate with. He'll, he'll show you who you need to, to keep at arm's length. Maybe there's even some people in your family, and yes, they're still family, but you need to keep them at arm's length. You, you honor them as part of your family, but you realize there needs to be some boundaries. 
There are absolutely some people who, who the devil will try to sneak into your world to hinder your vision, to confuse, to muddy your vision, to, to, to derail you or distract you from the purpose that God has for you. Abraham, when, when he and Sarah received the word to go out into this, this new territory, the new, this new land, God said, leave your family behind. And Abraham, unfortunately, he, he made a little bit of a concession. He did go out. He launched out in faith, but he brought his nephew Lot with him. And that, that, one, that one decision, maybe he was thinking, well, this is, this is my nephew. He's family. It's fine. But God said, leave your family behind. And go into this new territory. And that one decision caused all kinds of havoc. Abraham had to go and rescue Lot from captivity. There was always a little bit of a strife between Lot's people and Abraham's people. So what is it that God is asking you to leave behind as you step into this new vision? Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to put the old things behind? Leave the old wineskin behind and pick up the new wineskin because God has new wine for you. That's a word for somebody today. There's new wine for you. God has, has given you the new wineskin, but are you ready to use it? Are you ready to fill it with the, the new wine? Not the old wine. God has a new wine, a, a, a new vintage, maybe even a, a new grape. There's a new style. God has something for you that you haven't done before. It may be, it may be in the same general field, but God has something for you that it tastes different, it looks different, it feels different. But it requires a new wineskin. God, I thank you for the new wineskins for each one of us, that you're pouring out your spirit, that we can receive that, we can fill it up. So last week, last week, we, we shed the old agreements to make room for new ones. This week, we signed a contract. This week, we're signing a new contract. We're writing down the things, the visions, the dreams that we have for this year and beyond. And next week, next week, we're going to see if you really got rid of the stuff that you needed to last week. Next week, next week is Freedom Week. Next week, we're going to find out if we have any unwelcome guests that are still hanging around, if we have any friends that need to be evicted, if we have anything in our life that is, is keeping us from actually fulfilling the new vision, the new dream that God has for us right now. So if, you're, if, you've, never, if you've never been to a service where uh, we've, we've focused on freedom or had ministry time for freedom, get ready. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be fun. And I would tell you who's going to speak next week, but the last two times I've told you who's going to speak, there's been shifts in the schedule and it hasn't happened, so I'm tired of lying to the congregation. It's not good to lie, especially if you're, as you're a pastor, so just come. Whoever's here, it's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. Come with me to Habakkuk 1.1. Habakkuk 1.1. I know everybody or most people know Habakkuk 2.2. Write the vision, put it down, make it plain, but I want to, I want to back up just one chapter to Habakkuk 1.1. And it says, this is the message that the prophet Habakkuk received in a vision. The purpose of a vision is for God to send you a message. God has a message he wants to send to you. It's a message that can and will direct your path, direct your course, if you receive it. God gave this word to, to a prophet. A prophet is somebody that looks forward. A prophet is somebody that has a future mindset, a, a, a future leaning uh, framework for their life. Do you have that future mindset? Can you look forward? And, and myself, I, I'm definitely a, an in-the-moment type of person. You know, I, I, I'm a, a, a person that likes to follow steps, likes to go through the process. Lisa is like an A to Z type person. She knows where she's at, and she knows where she needs to be. Like all the stuff in the middle, that's what I'm for. That's why God put us together. I'm the B to Y. I'm your by guy. 
Lisa gets that picture of the future, and she's like, Michael, figure out how to get us there. I'm like, okay, I have a mission. I have an assignment. God brought us together for a reason. Do you have a vision? Can you see it? Let's jump down to verse 5. The Lord replied, look around at the nations. Look and be amazed, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. Is your vision amazing? It better be. If it's a God vision, it's going to be amazing. you got to write down those things that, that somebody wouldn't even believe if, they, if you told them about it. Like, what in the world are you writing that down? I remember one year I wrote down on a, a, a vision card, and we had a full vision board, and we, we put it on our wall, and I wrote down on there, campus pastor. I didn't ask Lisa about it, and it's a good thing because she'd have been like, no, what are you doing? Why are you writing that down? Don't write that down. I'm not ready for that. Well, I was thinking that's going to be like a seven-year-down-the-road type vision. You know, that's like a long-term vision, but who knows? God likes to accelerate some things. So two years later, we were campus pastors after writing that down. What is, what is that thing that you can write down that, that you don't understand how it's going to happen? There needs to be some things on your card that you don't understand. If you can understand everything, then it's not a God thing. God will do things that are, his ways are higher than our ways. His, his plans for us, we don't, we don't fully comprehend. Like Abraham and Sarah, he, they had to go out and start moving until God really revealed the, the whole measure, the whole nature of what that dream was, what that vision was. Sometimes you got to write something down and then just go. You don't have to have all the resources in place. You don't have to have all the plans in place. Use wisdom, use discernment, use good judgment. Go, don't go do everything. But do the God thing. What is the God thing that will get you moving this year? 2024, 2020 more. Do you want more this year? Write it down. Write down more. You shouldn't have a vision that's less. You shouldn't have a, a vision that's retreating. You shouldn't have a vision that's going back. You, you, can, you can shred old agreements to get rid of those things. You don't have to go back and, and, and dig them up and, and, and camp there for a while. Put the, put the past behind you. Let it go. Cut it off. Get freedom. Allow your path forward to be greater than your history. God has a, a great future for you. And then, yes, Habakkuk 2, 2. The Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets. When you hear the word of God, write it down. Write it down. You can put it in your phone. You can write it on your mirror. You can tattoo it if you want to. That's what we do out here in East County. Just get a tattoo of it if you want. Make sure it's a God thing if you're getting a tattoo of it. I'm just going just gonna to say you don't want that inked on your skin if it's not from him. What is it? What is it that you need to write down? Don't be shy about it, but lean into God. Don't just write down everything. Write down the right things. Write down what he wants to speak to you. Write it down so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. That a runner can carry it. That, that jumped out to me, that a runner can carry it. it the, these, these, visions, these visions are for right now, and, and there's an urgency to them. There, there's something as you write down in that section for this year specifically, there's an urgency to it. You need to, you need to write it down and then put it in somebody's hands that's going to do something with it now. Not, not, not walk, not dawdle, not just pitch a, pitch a tent and camp for a while. This, this thing needs action. It needs motion. you got to move in this thing. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's other people. Maybe it's a combination. Most likely, it's going to take more than just you to accomplish this. Can you write this down and then give it to somebody who's going to do something with it? This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Vision is something that you see when your eyes are closed. Vision is something that you see 
when your eyes are closed? Can you close your eyes and picture what your future looks like? Can you, can you close your eyes and, and see maybe even the next few steps in front of you? The Lord will, your, will direct your steps. We walk by faith, not by sight. Can you close your eyes and, and hear, and hear the voice of God? Sometimes we have, to, we have to turn off some of our senses so we can actually tune in to the frequency of heaven. Heaven has a frequency. Heaven is always talking. Wisdom it sets herself up in the gates, and she's constantly, constantly pouring out gold. She's constantly pouring out what, what is in her spirit. Are we in tune to receive it? Are we in tune to receive the spirit of wisdom? Are we in tune to receive the spirit of prophecy? Are we in tune to see and hear the vision that he has for us? And then, wait patiently. So send runners out, hurry up, and wait. Anybody been in the military? This is a common phrase for any, any military person for all of time. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Why? Well, it, it's simple. A, a, a good commander knows that in the event of something happening, the, the army needs to be ready. You don't always know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. You have to prepare for it. You have to plan for it. A good commander will position their troops in, in a place to be ready for the fight if the fight comes. Maybe there's times where we'll take the fight to the enemy, and we know that, that if we're not in position, if we're not ready, then we'll miss our opportunity. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive the vision that you have? Have you positioned yourself at the right place at the right time? How do you know what the right time is? you got to wait for it. You position yourself in the right place. You write down the vision, and then you do what you can to prepare yourself. You move, you move into position. You get everything ready, but then you wait for God to move. Jesus said, I'm going to send you out into all the world to go and make disciples of the nations. But before you go, you need to wait. Wait for what? Wait for power. God will give you a, a, a vision for your future, but you need power to accomplish it. Whose power? His power. you got to wait for his power. Don't go in your own strength, in your own power. Wait for his power. So as you write it down and over the course of this year and, and beyond, launch out when you feel his power. Launch out when you get the revelation of the Holy Spirit. But you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to be ready to see, but not just see. You got to be ready to see free. See free. That is this word for today. Vision is about position. Vision is about positioning. Freedom is about action. When we can, when we can position ourselves in the right way, then we can see clearly to be able to act freely without hindrance, without limitation. And that's what I want to share with you today is the ability to position yourself well so that you can see free and take action. You can take action at the right time because if you take action from a wrong position, you'll arrive at a wrong destination. Or at best, it'll take, a lot, take you a lot longer to get to the right destination. So you have to take action from the right position at the right time. And the first step in that process is to see from the outside in. See from the outside in. You guys doing okay today? Good? All right. I love the balloons. Great job, Coral Events team, setting it up, setting the, getting us prepared to receive that vision. You have to see from the outside in. We, we live in a first-person life, and that means we, we walk through life, we, we have our senses, we, we look, we smell, we taste, we touch, and we, we take in information 
as we see it. We, we look through our own eyes. Now, some people try and, and live through other people's lives vicariously. Sometimes parents, as they grow up, they didn't quite accomplish their dreams or their visions. They'll try and get their kids to do the same things that they wanted to do and, and try and live out you know, their life through their children. But their children have their own life. If you try and force your kid into to doing the thing that you were called to do, then they're not doing the thing that they were called to do. We, we are called to live a first-person life. We have to use our senses. But there's a problem. The problem is when problems happen. When problems happen, your senses can be overruled. For example, when, when it's dark outside and you, you can't really see, that, that sense is not there, and then, then another sense comes in. It's a sense of fear. When we lose our ability to use one of our senses or maybe multiple of our senses, then, then something else like, is exchanged. And especially in, in young kids, when, when they can't see at night, then, then their imagination takes over and they start to see all kinds of things that aren't there. They start to be afraid of, of what might be lurking behind a corner. They start to be afraid of the boogeyman. What is the boogeyman anyway? Who taught them about the boogeyman? Nobody taught them about the boogeyman. It's just that sense of fear, that sense of trepidation when one of their natural first-person senses isn't available. As we get older, sometimes we can start to lose our, our hearing or, or become hard of hearing. One of our senses starts to be diminished, and then another sense starts to take over. Maybe, maybe somebody's been in an accident, and uh, they lose feeling in a part of their body. Maybe they're, they're in paralysis. They, they can't touch, they can't feel in the same way, maybe they can't move in the same way, maybe they're, they're confined to a wheelchair, and, and another sense starts to come in, the sense of fear. When, uh, when COVID hit in 2020, at some point we contracted it, and I, I think it was, it was maybe like a couple of months before, or a month before Thanksgiving, and, uh, and we, you know, walked through that process and, and finally got clear on the test, but then, but then for some reason our, our taste and our smell didn't really come back to the way it was. Anybody else experienced that? Like, like it's, really, it's really lame when you're about to have Thanksgiving dinner and you can't taste anything. It's like, what's the point? All these calories and I can't even enjoy the food. I just get full and, and, uh, and then, but you can't really enjoy it. And we had, we had one friend over for Thanksgiving and, and uh, fortunately she, she didn't get COVID or she was passed and it didn't affect her taste and smell. And we're like, oh, how's the turkey? Like, oh, how's the potatoes? Like, how's the pie? Like, just let us know if it's good or not. We don't know. Like, hopefully it's great. We can't taste anything. But then we got past that. We got past that. Well, sort of. Actually, I don't know if this happened to anybody else, but, but when, when I got COVID, like, for, for some reason, all of my colognes just, like, smelled like they were rancid. Like, they, the, I, for some reason, okay, it's not just me. Thank goodness. <laughs> Misery loves company. No. But, um, but for some reason, I go and smell these things. I'm like, what happened to this cologne? It was fine. It was fine a month ago. And then I, I went through, like, uh, we went down to uh, Cabo, and I was in the airport in the duty-free section. I was like, okay, I'm going to find one that's good. I went for 15 minutes. I was going smelling all these colognes, and everything just smelled bad. I don't know. So I'm still working through that. Pray for me. <laughs> There's times when a first-person point of view is insufficient. There's times when a first-person point of view is insufficient. You need a new vantage point. I want to read a, a passage out of the Old Testament, 2 Kings. This is the king of Aram. He, he came, he was upset with Elisha, who was a prophet, because Elisha kept seeing what he was about to do in his military conquest. And, and 
alerting the king of Israel. And so the king of Israel would go in and would block that action or would overcome. And so the king of Aram, Aram is like, I've had enough. Like, let's just go after the source. Let's go take out Elisha. So come with me in 2 Kings 6, 15. It says, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses, horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha was a prophet, so he could see beyond the natural senses. He could see something in the spiritual realm. He could see that there was, there was more on their side than they were coming against him. It may feel like an army is coming against you. When you've aligned yourself with God, the world will hate you. The world will despise you. The world will argue with you. Maybe even some family members, they'll, they'll come against you, and it'll seem like you have pressure from everywhere. But there's more on your side than there are on their side. When you're with God, you have chariots in heaven of fire that are there to support you, to comfort you. You just have to see it. You have to see it to believe it. You can't see it with your natural eyes. You have to see it with eyes of faith. You have to see it when the Lord opens your eyes. Are your eyes open right now to see the support that you have? It may seem like a challenge. It may seem like you're fighting against a, a, an undefeatable foe. But anything is possible with God. God will support you if his vision is in you. That's what today is about is positioning yourself to get a God-sized vision on the inside of you. Not just on the outside of you. It's great to, to see what they're doing. It's great to see, you know, what this campus over here is doing. It's great to see what, what that healing evangelist is doing. It's like, wow, they can pray for people and get healed all over the place. But what does God want you to do? Don't worry about what they're doing. What is your vision? What is the dream that he has for you? Because he's got the support. He's got the army to back it up. Do you know where to look from? Can you look with the eyes of the third person? Psalms 121, 1 to 3 says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Question mark. So that means we can, we can look around at our natural circumstances. We can, we can be hoping for support. We can ho be hoping for, for a handout, maybe that mysterious check in the mail, maybe, maybe something in the natural sense. But, but our help doesn't come from the mountains. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Sometimes our vision is too low. We might think, oh, I'm here in this valley, so I just need to look to the mountain because that's higher than me. No, you need to look higher than that. Look higher than the mountains. From where does your help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Most of us have heard of, of the Trinity, and if you haven't, the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. There's different persons of who God is, but it's all one God and the same God. And he, he projects himself or, or he reveals himself to us in different ways. So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Are you able to see with the eyes of the third person? Vision is seeing with his eyes, not seeing with our own eyes. The next thing that we have to do after we see from the outside in is we have to see from the inside out. We have to see from the inside out. We can't always live our life, you know, 
from the outside looking in. We actually have to jump back into our body. We have to walk out this life that God has given us. We have to use our natural senses, but rely on his spirit to guide us, rely on his spirit to give us power. But we do have to, to put rubber to the road. It's faith and works together in partnership. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith has no power. Let me say that again. Faith without works is dead, but works without faith has no power. So we need to bring the two together, faith and works together. We need to receive these God visions, and then we need to act it out from the inside. From the inside, we have to be moving. We have to walk it out. We have to run it out. We have to put it into practice. And his vision will help us see a better life. His, his vision, eyes of the third person, will help us to see the, the, the pitfalls along the way. Sometimes when we're, when we're running our race, if, we, if we're not focusing on him, on his vision, then we'll miss out on seeing the pit that's right in front of us. We'll miss out on seeing the trap. Maybe we're blinded by pride. Maybe we're blinded by other things, and, and maybe we take a wrong detour. But with, with his vision, with his goggles, we can see our path forward. Do we have any skiers or snowboarders in here? Come on, I can't wait. We're going skiing next week, Park City, Utah. So uh, we, we love to ski. We've been doing it for as long as we've been married, and even before we knew each other, we were skiers and snowboarders, and, um, and I, I had been using the same gear for a long time, and maybe about five years ago, I, uh, I, got, uh, I got some new goggles, and um, who loves Costco? I love Costco. It's my favorite place. If, no, if all the other stores went away, I think I'd be fine. I'd be just fine as long as I have Costco, and so they have some good gear there, not skis yet. I'm waiting for them to actually get skis, but I picked up some goggles from Costco maybe like five years ago, and they always have a good name brand. I think it was Smith or Scott or something, and um, better than the old Walmart ones that I used to have that had been scratched and ding. And after time, you, you, you'll be walking through life, and you'll find that the thing that helps you see gets a little bit marred. It gets a little bit scratched, gets a little, little bit dinged, and so you need an upgrade every, every now and then. So I took these goggles, and, and we went up to go skiing, and, and I was so excited to use them. And I took them out of the little protective case. I mean, there's a protective case, the little felt soft thing. Like, wow, I've never had that before. And, and then they have the little film on the outside, and so I peeled off the film. And so I can't, I can't wait to go out skiing, skiing with these. And I, and I put them on inside to, to try them on, and I'm like, well, it's a little bit dark, but, I mean, it's meant to be outside, you know, because it, it protects you from, from the cold, the snow. It's, it's not like SoCal skiing. SoCal skiing, you can just, like, put on a pair of sunglasses, and you're fine. You know, but actually, if you go into the mountains, if you go into altitude, like Utah, Colorado, somewhere, somewhere else that's, that's higher up, where you, you know, the places where you ski where you actually have to wear a jacket, you know, those, those types of places, you have, to put, you have to put, like, real goggles on because there's the, the cold, there's the wind, all of the elements that, that help you, that the goggles help you, protect you from. So I put these goggles on, and I go outside, I'm like, well, it's, it's still kind of dark. Like, I can't, I can't really see that great, but it was kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, snowing a little bit gray, so I thought oh, maybe it's just the weather. And so I, I skied a whole day with these, and but I was like I was like hitting little bumps that I couldn't see. It was really hard to to discern things. I was going around. I'm like, man, like is it just me? Is it the weather? Like it can't be these goggles. They're from Costco, so I know they're good. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, and I was like, well, like I'll just chalk it up for the weather today. And so then I go out the next day, and the first half of the day, it's like beautiful day. Sun is shining, snow is great. But I still have trouble seeing. I'm like, what the heck is going on? These are brand new goggles. I can't believe it. Like, why is it so hard for me to see these little, like, thing, like these little pots? I take them off. I can see so much better. I can ski better without the goggles. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? So I come in half, halfway through the day, and I sit down. And I'm just looking at them, and I'm getting ready to throw these things away. I'm like, 
They're, they're, they're ineffective. These new goggles that I just got are ineffective. They're supposed to be helping me see better, but they're really, they're really hindering me. So I'm just sitting there, look at them, and I look at the inside of them. And I see there's this little, little tiny tab over on one side. There was a film on the inside, too. Like, who puts film on the inside? What are you worried about it being scratched on the inside? You got the film on the outside. But for a day and a half, I was skiing with the film on the inside as well. For a day and a half, I was going through life, doing what I love to do, but it was so much more challenging. How, much of us are, how many of us are living through life with a film on the inside that's making it harder for you to live your life. It's making it harder for you to see those potholes, those pits, those turns. It's kind of distorting the vision of the world around you because there's a film on the inside. If we want to see clearly, if we want to see the way that God wants us to see, then we have to remove the film on the inside. There's certain things that, that, is, that are hindering our vision, but it's not from the outside. We, we, can, we can come into church and, and God can help us with the things on the outside by putting great people around us. You have your connect group leaders, you have your pastors, you have your teachers, you have people that can, that can help, help wash off some of the dirt on the outside. Maybe, maybe you get baptized and you, you put the old life behind and, and, and there's some things on the outside that are pretty obvious. There's some things on the outside that, that other people can, can, can teach you and help lead you through. Maybe, maybe there's things in your life, you know, where, where you're, you're battling an addiction, and it's pretty obvious. And we have an amazing recovery program to help you with that. You can get past those addictions. You can allow somebody to help walk you through. Maybe it's a codependency issue. Maybe it's, it's a drug or alcohol addiction. There's so many different ways that we can be addicted to things and, and things that are external where, where there's, there's so much wisdom and there's so much knowledge and there's so, so, so many people who have walked through these things and found victory, and we can help you do that. There's, there's things in our life where, where maybe we, we you know, have a profanity-laced life. Maybe we, we often, outside of church, use a lot of vulgarity. We, we can help with that. There's ways that you can be discipled. We can, we can give you a book. This is called a thesaurus. It has lots of, other, lots of other words that are great replacements for those words that you're using. This is a dictionary. It will help you. It'll, it'll, it'll give you some other words to use in your life. There's, there's things that you can be helped with from the outside. But the internal film, the internal things, it's not always as easy for, for other people on the outside to help disciple you through that because we can't see it. We don't know if it's there. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But as you start to, to, to lean into God, as you draw close to him, he will reveal things to you that are the films on the inside. The things that it's not about somebody else peeling off that layer. It's not somebody else washing you. It's you making the decision that I want to live my life right, that I want to be right with God. We can ad address the external things but you have to address the internal things with God. You have to decide that it's the right time, it's the right place, that I want, I want your visions more than my own visions. I want your dreams more than my own dreams. I'm ready to submit myself into your hands so that, so that you can help me deal with the stuff on the inside. I want to be able to see more clearly. I'm tired of falling into pits and potholes. I'm tired of living life with a distorted view. 
I want to see clearly. I want to see free. See, being able to see free is, is not a condition of, of your senses. It's a condition of the heart. In 2 Kings 5, 15, Naaman, who is a commander of the army, he had, he had been sent to Elisha because he was told this man of God, this prophet, would be able to heal him of leprosy. And when he went, Elisha told him just Actually, not face-to-face. Elisha sent out a servant to tell him, go, go bathe yourself in the Jordan River. And, and this commander is like, aren't there, aren't there better rivers in Aram where I'm from? Like, why would I need to, to wash in this river? And he was angry, but, but his, his lieutenants, his people around him said, well, if, if this man of God had told you to do something really hard, wouldn't you do it to cleanse yourself of leprosy? But he's only asking you to do an easy thing. So, so Naaman went and washed. And in 2 Kings 5.15, it says that Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God because he had been completely healed after he washed seven times. They stood before him and Naaman said, now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. Naaman was healed of his leprosy when he was washed in the river. He was baptized. It was a symbol of baptism. But what happened to transform his life, the outside wasn't as important as what happened on the inside. The condition of his heart was restored to its rightful order. He could see who the real God was. Can you see from the inside out? Can you see who the real God is in your life? Have you given him honor? Have you put him in that position of honor as first in your life? When you see from the inside out, you can do that. 1 Peter 3.21, and that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you. Not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Seeing from the inside out is seeing with a clean conscience. Who can ascend to the mountain of God? Those with a clean hands and clean heart. Are you ready to be clean from the outside in and the inside out? Why don't we stand to our feet as we come to a close? I want to pray for us today. Before we have an opportunity to come down and, and bring our vision cards, and have them anointed and prayed over. I want to give you an opportunity to respond right now. To be able to see free in your life. To allow God and those around you to to help clean the external, but then really take that time with God. Do, Do a soul search right now. Is there anything on the inside that you need to be free and clear of? Is there anything on the inside that is limiting your vision, making it harder for you to walk out your life? Maybe you can't even put, put a finger on it. Maybe you can't put it into words, but you just, you just know there's something there. There's something that's, that's hindering your vision. There's something on the inside that's keeping you from living out God's best life for you. If that's you, I want to pray for you. If we could all bow our heads and close our eyes. If there's anybody here today and you know that there's a film on the inside Maybe, maybe you didn't know it was there at first, but, but now that I've talked about it, you can recognize, you can see, you can, you can point out, yeah, there's, there's, there's this little tab that's an indication that there's a film on the inside that needs to be pulled away. I want to do that today. I want to pray with you and, and pull away that film. Allow God to come into your life, but you've got to invite him in. How do you do that? It's very simple. In just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to lift up your hand so I can include you in this prayer. Lifting up your hand, 
and allowing me to pray over you is inviting God to come in and remove that film. So if that's you, would you lift up your hand right now? You know that film needs to be removed. God bless you, God bless you. Hands all over this room. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you so much in this area. God bless you all over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We give you the opportunity to, to come into our life and remove that film. Maybe you're here today and you've, you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've, you, you don't have a God dream or a God vision because you don't really know who God is to you. You've heard about him and, and you think he's, he's good, but you don't know him. If you need to know him today, if you need to receive him as your Savior, I'd love to pray for you as well. If that's you, could you lift up your hand? Anybody here today? You know that you need God. Need him in your life. God bless you. See the hand. God bless you over there. God bless you on the side. Thank you. Anyone else? I just want to include you in this prayer as we come to a close. Is there just one more? Bit of a wrestle going on in your spirit right now. You don't know if you need to lift up your hand. God bless you, sir. Thank you. So proud of you. Thank you so much. Let's do this. Everybody here today, repeat after me. Say these words. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be my Lord and Savior. Right now, I repent of my sins. I believe that God has a great vision for me, that I am able to access every dream, every vision, every plan that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God, I thank you right now, removing the film and the dirt from our life, both inside and out. I thank you for your power being released on your people today. I thank you they will see God-sized dreams and visions. There's future, there's plans, there's hope that you have for each one of us. God, I thank you that as they, they, they write these words down, more and more revelation will come to them. They'll see visions for this year, next year, the next 10 years. God, I thank you for pouring out pouring out your spirit. God, I thank you for the ministry that is happening right now, that your spirit is coming in, revealing things to us, removing those films from the inside. God, I thank you that we are free to see clearly, both now and forever, in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.